Hello and welcome to another episode of Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life with myself, Candace James. To start us off today, I would like for you to take a moment, close your eyes if you are in a position to do so. If you are driving or doing something that you need to keep them open, do not close them. (laughs) Uh, But if you can close them, I want you to just for a moment, close your eyes and imagine that you've just walked into a room full of 200 people that you do not know and you are all by yourself. How do you feel? And now, erase that for just a moment, and I'll invite you to imagine that you've walked into that same room with this 200 people that you don't know, but this time you have your very best friend at your side. How do you feel differently now? For most of us, having your best friend at your side will increase the confidence that you feel walking into these situations, walking into situations that are regularly outside of your comfort zone and knowing that your best friend is with you can make you feel more calm, more at ease, and can make you feel more confident to get out there and mingle with the people and really be yourself inside that room of strangers. Unfortunately, (laughs) we don't always have our best friends by our side. And so what we're going to be talking about today is the subject of chapter five of my recently released book. And the chapter five title is Becoming Your Own BFF. Because when we learn to become our own very best friend, It's like we're walking into a room full of 200 people that we don't know with our best friend each and every time. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Candace James, and I've spent the last decade traveling the world, building a business, and most recently, writing a book all while learning and teaching the secrets to rewiring the brain so that you can stop living in your head with overthinking, worry, anxiety, fear, self-doubt, and guilt. And finally, create the peace of mind you need to live the life you've been dreaming of. Because I'll let you in on a little secret. Your own thoughts are the only things getting in your way. You're listening to the Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life podcast. Hello and welcome back once again to the Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life podcast with your host, myself, Candace James. And today, like I said, we are talking about what it means to become your own best friend. What is the benefit of becoming your own best friend? And how can you use these strategies to create bigger success, joy, happiness, and excitement in your life? And ultimately, which is the goal of every podcast that I put out, is to help you create a life that you love to live from the inside out. But Candace, what does all of this have to do with becoming your own best friend? What does it even mean to become your own best friend? I hear you, and we are going to get to that in just a moment. First, I would like to uh, acknowledge... The fact that my book, 
<laughs> uh, get out of your head and into your life. It, your guide to thriving in our modern world has just been released for pre-order a couple of days ago at the time of filming this episode. So I am super, super, super excited. And on in honor of that book coming out, I decided to read a little excerpt from chapter five, which is called Becoming Your Own BFF, <laughs> Best Friend Forever. And it goes a little something. Sorry, here's, here's the book for those of you watching on video. And uh, for those of you not, I am going to just read an excerpt from page 116, chapter five, Becoming your own BFF. You know, just the other day, I found myself in a video Zoom call with five amazing friends. And we spent 90 minutes in a circle complimenting each person one by one, telling them exactly what we admire and love about them. And when it came to me, the general theme was that they saw me as someone who acts boldly, holds herself with confidence, and isn't afraid to be herself. They said they see me as someone who truly knows who she is, who isn't afraid to show that person to the world and who loves herself deeply, which exudes that confidence and boldness. Hearing them say this filled me with joy. I felt seen in that moment, like all my hard work learning to love myself had finally paid off. No more hiding. I'm not hiding anymore. I live this life knowing that I have no guarantee of another one. And I don't want to live one more second of it trying to be someone I'm not, trying to dim my light or not doing things because it will make others uncomfortable. I'm over that. I love who I am now. I am 100% my very own best friend. And when I have my very own best friend with me at all times, I'm able to be that bolder, brighter version of myself anywhere I go. For just a moment, close your eyes and imagine that you've just walked into a room of 200 people. You're alone and you don't know a single person in that room. How do you feel? Now imagine once again that you've walked into that same room of 200 people you don't know, but this time you've got your best friend with you. Do you feel that surge of confidence you get knowing you have them by your side? That's the same surge of confidence I get knowing that I have me. By my side. When you become your own best friend, your own personal cheerleader, therapist, your own personal support system, when you truly dig deep into what you, sorry, into who you are, discover your worst and best characteristics and change what you can and honor what you can't. When you know yourself that well, a deep love for yourself can open up. And with that deep love, the doors to the magical places outside your comfort zone can also open up. And so I tell you this story of how I was treated and how far I've come, because I want you to know that the way that I am is learned. Even as a two-year-old, I hid behind my mom's legs when someone came to the door. Over the last decade, I have taught myself to truly, deeply love myself. I have taught myself to be kind, compassionate, and loving toward myself. You can teach yourself the same. And I hope you do. Because when we do that, the possibilities for us in this life truly become limitless. And that right there is an excerpt from, like I said, chapter five of my 
newly released book, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life, A Guide to Thriving in This Modern World. Now, in this book, I'll just give you a little preface. It is part memoir, part actionable personal development steps that you can take to create a life that you love from the inside out. So previous to that little excerpt, I did share a story uh, about the majority of my life being bullied, not having friends, uh, you know, learning or believing that I wasn't good enough. And how did that follow me through my life? The nasty things I would say to myself that I wouldn't dare say to somebody else that I loved, but yet I was always saying them to myself. And you see, in the second part of the chapter, we go into the theories and how we can use mindfulness and meditation to help us shift those thoughts and beliefs that we have about ourselves. But what I want to talk to you about here today is simply the idea that we are born on this and from the day that we are born until the day that we die, there is only one person who will be constant through all of it. There is only one person who will be with you from the moment that you're born till the moment that you die. And that person is you. And yet, we are often our own worst enemy. We often treat ourselves worse than we would ever treat anyone else. The things that we say to ourselves, you're so stupid, you're so ugly, you're too fat, you look, you know, you're, you could never do this, you're going to fail. But then... Your friend comes up to you and says, oh, I'm not feeling very confident today. And and think of your very best friend and what you would say to them if they said, you know what? I'll never be able to do what I want in this life. I'm just not good enough. I'm ugly. I'm stupid. I can never, ever do what I want to do because I'm just not good enough. (laughs) What would you say to your friend? For most of, of us, we'd say, no, of course you can do this. And we'd probably start listing all of their best qualities. And why we truly believe that they can do what they want to do. And yet, with ourselves, we are often saying all of those nasty things to ourselves. And we're never counteracting it with the positive. And why? Why are we so mean to ourselves? (laughs) It is something, you know, we are programmed. As humans, we are programmed to want to fit in, to want to be a part of groups. If we go back to when we used to live in tribes and have to go out and hunt for our food and, you know, stay safe from wild animals and other wild tribes, when we were back then, we always felt this absolute need to fit in. We had to stay with a tribe. We had to be part of the tribe because we could not survive on our own. And we still have this ingrained in us. Now, we don't want to have to survive on our own. But in our modern day society, we can. You can get a job, you get a place to live, and you go to the grocery store and you buy your food. (laughs) But yet we still have this deeply ingrained need to fit in. And the funny little paradox about that is that when we push against our true nature to try to fit in, Instead of just being ourselves and opening ourselves up and and attracting a tribe, so to speak, of people that appreciate and love that, 
we usually don't have as big of a connection with others. But for so many of us, trying to be that person who we truly are is one of the most difficult things that we can ever do. To admit that you are different than others, to admit that you don't believe the same things, you don't want the same things, you don't like the color blue. (laughs) Isn't that like most people's favorite color, blue? Maybe your favorite color is magenta. It's a very basic example, right? But it starts in, you know, preschool, kindergarten. You know, I used to get made fun of for bringing a tuna sandwich. I used to love a tuna sandwich when I was a kid. I loved it. And I'd bring it to school and everyone would tell me it stinks. How could you eat that? It's so disgusting. (laughs) And so what did I do? I said, I went home and I said to my mom, I don't want tuna in my lunch anymore. No. She's like, you don't like tuna? I said, I just don't want it in my lunch. Right? We so often start from a very young age trying to fit in. And in my experience, it's because we're not taught how to be individuals. We've grown up in a society that wants us to conform. This is what's fashionable. This is how you should do your hair. This is what you should dress. This is what you should do after school. This is what you should like. This is what you should want. This is where you should go. (laughs) You know, the whole basis of the book that I wrote and the program Live Your Dreams is because I found myself going down the path of what everyone said I was supposed to do. I was highly fashionable. I was spending a lot of money on very fashionable clothes. I was going to fashion week. I was going to film festivals. I was going to the hottest clubs. I was on the guest list everywhere you could imagine. I had a great apartment. I had a good job. I was doing all the things I was told I was supposed to do. And I was miserable. But when I started to look deep down at what I really wanted, me, not what society believed I should want, not what my family wanted of me, not what, not any of that. When I started to really deep down look at what I wanted, it scared me. It scared me because it wasn't what I was supposed to want. I felt completely different. I would talk about it and people told me it was a ridiculous dream or that I shouldn't want to do those things. I'm too old. I you know, I don't have enough money. I don't this, you know, I, it's not being responsible. That was a big one. That's very irresponsible. (laughs) What is responsible? You know, I mean, I didn't, you know, I just decided one day that I needed to follow that path regardless. And it wasn't like, boom, all of a sudden I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, hiding my true self, not at all. And in fact, you'll, you'll learn more about that whole journey inside of the book that, that, I went through massive phases, right? Being bullied to then feeling super unconfident to then being the bully to then turning to drugs and alcohol to try to cover up the fact that I felt horrible on the inside until finally one day I was actually able to be myself. And the power that that gave me was incredible. And I see so many people out there in the world, friends, family, you know, people, clients, uh, just people I run into at the grocery store. And to me, it's just so gosh darn apparent that they're not being themselves. And so what do we need to learn and how can we become the type of person that allows ourselves to love ourselves no matter what? 
that says what we want to say within reason. Let's be kind, people. Being kind is cool. Okay. <laughs> you know, but that, that does what we want to do, that says what we want to say, that we stand up for what we believe in because it's what we believe in. And know that when we follow our true heart, our true path, when we stand up for ourselves, that is when the power ignites within. And there's actually a little anecdote that I use inside of the book. And it's about one day driving along with my dad. I may have mentioned this on a previous episode, but I was driving with my dad. We were on the way to my cousin's wedding. We had all our stuff in the car and it was about a two and a half hour drive, three hour drive. So we get in the car and we're about two minutes out the driveway. Two minutes, I'm not joking, two minutes out the driveway. And he suddenly realizes that he has left his uh, medicine, his medication at the house. And he just starts losing it. Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid, you freaking idiot. To himself. (laughs) And we said, okay, let's just turn around. Let's go back. Let's get what you need and let's go. And he's like, yeah, but I can't believe I did that. Now we have to turn around. Anyways, we go back. We get the stuff. (laughs) we get the medication, we get back in the car. And, you know, again, this is maybe six minutes out of our day, we've just used to do this. So I'm still kind of just chuckling, like, wow, that escalated very quickly. And then when we were now we're about at the highway. So now we're about 20 minutes into the drive, 15 minutes into the drive. And I said, Oh, my gosh, Dad, I forgot something that I need. And he's like, Oh, you need it? How badly like you need it need it. And I said, Yeah, I need it. And he's like, Okay, well, we'll go back and get it. And he starts to pull over and I start laughing. I'm like, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to see what would happen if I said that I forgot something. And he was so kind to me. So kind to me, but not him. And so can you think about times when you are far kinder to others than you are to yourself? And I get into in the book as well. I don't want to go into it too much here, but you know, the neuroscience behind it. When we are mean to ourselves, our brain doesn't realize that it's us. It doesn't matter to the brain that it's us. It is still feeling attacked. So when we say these things to ourselves each and every day, you know, I know so many people that wake up in the morning and they say, you know, oh my gosh, you look fat and ugly, right? And that your your body takes it as an attack. It elevates your stress hormones. It, you know, it pumps up the cortisol. It gives you adrenaline. It feels like it's under a verbal attack. And so when we continuously do this to ourselves, we're increasing our stress hormones, which of course um, does a multitude of other things, including decreasing our immune system. We can't sleep as well, right? Uh, When our cortisol is elevated, we actually store extra fat. Uh, There's so many different things that stress plays into. I don't want to get into all of them because stress is an underlying factor actually in most disease. (laughs) And so when we say these things to ourselves on a regular basis, we are elevating our stress hormones, which is then setting us up for so many other ailments. So not only is it just obnoxious to be so mean to yourself all day, (laughs) but it's also actually setting you up for physical and mental harm. And so what I will invite you to do is to 
make a list. Make a list of all the things that you can think of in the last couple of days, in the last week, that you have said to yourself that is not nice. (laughs) That if your friend said that to you, you'd be like, uh... I'm not sure this friendship is still working for me, (laughs) right? So think about these things and I want you to write them down on a piece of paper. You can pause this and do that now or you can do this exercise after. You write it down on a piece of paper. All the nasty things you've been saying to yourself. And when I do this in person, you know, I often see people, it's, it's almost a full page list of all the nasty stuff that we're saying to ourselves, So write down as many things as you can think, and I know it's not going to feel awesome to bring attention to these and write them down. I get that, but there is a reason that I'm asking you to do this. (laughs) So write them all down. And then when you've done that, I want you to take a separate piece of paper. And I want you to, on the same line, but on a separate piece of paper, write down what you would say if it was your best friend who had said that negative comment. So for example, I will never succeed, or I'm not good enough to get that promotion, or I'm not pretty enough to get a partner. I don't know, right? These are things that I've heard from people, right? So anything like that, I want you to write it down. Now, I want you to imagine your best friend in your mind, and imagine that this person said that to you. What would you say to them? You know, you're not pretty enough to get a partner. What would you say to them? First of all, of course, they're pretty enough to get a partner. (laughs) Absolutely. And if a partnership, even if, if a partnership is only based on looks, is that a partnership you even want to be in? I would hope that we're all looking for partnerships that go beyond looks in the first place. So let's just throw that out there. (laughs) It's a very common Uh, it's a very common comment. And yet, you know, I would like to hope that we are looking for more in our relationships. (laughs) Um, you know, and what is beauty anyways? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And for me, especially, you know, beauty comes when I hear someone laugh, when I see someone interact with the world, when they show kindness and compassion, they become beautiful in a moment. The most beautiful people I have ever met are the kindest, compassionate souls who love to laugh, (laughs) right? And so that then becomes what you can say to yourself, you know? If your friend said, I'm not good enough to get that promotion, what would you say to them? Well, then maybe that promotion is not the right place for you to work. Maybe you should look elsewhere. Or, you know, if you really want it, just prove that you can get it. If you want it so bad, you, you, here's the thing, right? It's like, we don't want something so bad that we literally just can't have, or, you know, we, we only dream what we're ultimately capable of. I don't dream to be an astronaut because I would hate to be in a spaceship. All of that freaks me out. I would not want to do that. Nope. Sorry. So I would never dream. I would be like, well, I'll never be an astronaut. Nope. You never will be an astronaut because you don't care to be an astronaut. (laughs) right? I will never be a a major league baseball player. Absolutely not. I do not like baseball. I don't like to watch baseball. I don't like people throwing balls at my head. I don't, I don't like any of it. (laughs) So no, I never will be that. 
But if there is something that you truly want, the only thing standing in your way of getting there is you. How much effort are you willing to put in? What are you willing to do to get there? How many times are you willing to try instead of giving up? Right? These are the things that we would start to say to our friends. These are the things I'm saying to you. If any of those resonate with you, then break those down. (laughs) And then when you're done that, I want you to take the piece of paper that you wrote all the negative nasty things. I want you to crumple it up. And I want you to throw it in the trash bin or safely burn it. Safely. I said safely. And, uh, or whatever you want to do with it, right? Put it in water and scrumple it up and watch the ink dissolve or however it feels good to you to get rid of it. And whenever you hear one of those thoughts pop up in your mind, I'm not good enough. I'm not funny enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not white enough. I'm not black enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not short enough. I'm not tall enough. (laughs) Whatever it is that's coming in your mind, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Thin enough big enough. (laughs) I want you to pull out that piece of paper and I want you to remind yourself how to speak to your best friend. And that is the beginning of the journey to becoming your own best friend. And when you become your own best friend, the glory of that is that then you get to bring your best friend everywhere, literally everywhere that you go with you. And you now have a best friend that you can tote around and help you build that confidence, the security, that ease, that peace when you enter into situations that might have been outside your comfort zone. And when you become a best friend of your own and you can build that confidence and you can bring that confidence with you wherever you go, you will also notice that your comfort zone begins to expand because you feel a bigger sense of ease when you travel to these new zones with your best friend. That's you. (laughs) So I hope that shines some light on what it means to become your own BFF, best friend forever. Because remember, you are the only person that will be with you from the moment you are born until the moment that you die. And so ask yourself, how is that relationship going? It should be the best relationship you have. (laughs) And on that note, if you'd like to learn more about what it means to become your own BFF, plus a whole bunch of other awesome tips, tricks, and tools to use to thrive in this modern wild world that we are living in, then I will encourage you to go to CandiceJames.com forward slash book and pick up a copy of this book for yourself. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to see you next time. Peace. Did you know the number one thing holding people back from achieving their dreams and living their best life is their own mind? Or more specifically, the fears that your mind has created? I believe that in order to live your best life, you've got to feel the fear and do it anyway. That's why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Find Your Courage. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the powerful human you were meant to be, so you can finally live a life of fulfillment, passion, and joy. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit CandiceJames.com forward slash 
courage. And we can get started right now. 